You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Um, Last week, Julian started us on the series of Contending for Breakthrough, and he shared that uh, three kind of main points of that breakthrough happens in private before it manifests itself in public, and uh, even looking at Jesus' example of that, that all the miracles we see that Jesus did there, there were moments in the morning before he went out that, that, <laughs> that before he went out, there, there was this uh, contending for breakthrough in his, pri- his time alone with the Father. And, uh, and so this encouragement for us, even as we're on this, this journey as a church of, of believing for God to do great things and to break through kind of situations and maybe health issues or family issues that, that God is more than able. But it doesn't just happen. It happens when we, when we seek God and we press into Him at that kind of entrance level. Um, the next thing he looked at is that breakthrough can be costly. It doesn't just, things don't just happen, um, without sometimes us having to play our part in saying, okay, God, like even with the Daniel fast, we're, we're, I'm willing to, to be uncomfortable that you may have your way. And it isn't about that it's up to us in the sense of we're working for it, but it's often it's posturing our hearts. It's a humbling of ourselves in this process that allows God then to um, have his way. So it's, it's, it's us becoming that living sacrifice. And then the third thing he shared was that breakthrough makes the way for testimony. And uh, really, it's our testimony that... Um, that is a powerful thing when God does great things through our lives. And when breakthrough happens, people around us are changed because of it. And we looked at the, the man who was demon-possessed, and, and uh, when he was set free and, and went and just told what Jesus had done for him, a whole area, when Jesus returned to the area, thousands came because of one man. And the same thing goes in our lives, because when Jesus comes and he does a work in us, everything changes and so this evening we're going to look at um, the reality that breakthrough begins when we have a change of perspective. And uh, I, I don't know, you, I'm sure we've all heard the saying, you know, uh, we have rose-tinted glasses um, when you kind of see everything from a, a certain perspective. Um, and I think all of us, we, we view the world through a lens, right? We view our circumstances through a lens of our experience, through our past through our upbringing, through our culture. And so we look at everything through these glasses that have been put in place over all the years of our lives. And some of that is accurate and some of it is not accurate. Some of it is based upon our experiences. And so when we start looking at breakthrough, we, we need to have the right perspective. And to do this, we're going to start by watching a video. Um, and so I, I need the video to start. And uh, we're going to be reading Ezekiel 37. And so the first passage, this first bit of this passage, we're going to watch the video. The last bit of the passage, we're going to, I'm going to just keep reading. Um, so it's the, the story, I'm, I'm sure many of you are familiar, of the Valley of Dry Bones. Uh, but I thought this, this passage of Scripture particularly uh, demonstrated it well. So we're just going to watch it now. If you've got your Bibles, it's Ezekiel 37. A little bit better than I could have just kind of done. But then the passage goes on to say this. He said, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. 
O people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open the graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord, have spoken and have done it, declares the Lord. This context that we've just watched and kind of saw, um, Israel had been exiled to Babylon and uh, they had turned away from God kind of generations prior to this and uh, they had they'd kind of, uh, on the surface, they, they lost everything. And if you can just well imagine, I mean, it's happening in other parts of the world right now, places like Syria, people are being exiled, right? Because of war, because of all sorts of things. And so in this day, Israel had, uh, they had forsaken God. And so God allowed enemies to come and take over, really. And in this place, they, they lost their homes, they lost their money, they lost their livelihood. Everything they were, everything they had was gone. And um, to, to give them a message of hope, um, the Lord brought Ezekiel to this valley of dry bones. And um, Ezekiel says, I saw a great many bones that were very dry, meaning they'd been there a long time. It, it, it's, it's, it wasn't a fresh bones, it was bones that had been there a long time. And uh, the Lord asked this question, can these bones live? Representing this hopeless place that Israel was in, can can I breathe life into a situation that would seem desperate, that would seem too far gone? When, when it's no longer just bodies that are dead, but when it's bones, I think you can kind of look at this and say, actually, that's beyond what is possible now. Uh, I think we're, we're beyond kind of, if you know the story of Lazarus, who was in the grave, who was in there for three days, now we're kind of going to a whole new level, where bones aren't even attached. It's just a, a, a valley of dry bones Is it possible for these bones to live? And I think when we start to bring this whole situation that Ezekiel looked at and experienced was to give a message to Israel that there was hope. And in in many ways it was an allegory for for him to, to be able to communicate a message that just like this army came to life, actually God is wanting to do something. God is going to restore Israel. And so in the same way, we can apply the same story to our own personal lives. And... When we start looking at this aspect of perspective, I I think one of the first questions I would have, if you were to kind of look at your life, the valley of your life, what would you see? What would be the perspective of your heart, of of what you see in in yourself? When you look at yourself, do you see broken dreams or plans? Do you see situations maybe that are too big to cope with? Maybe it's sickness or health concerns. Maybe it's a relationship breakdown. Maybe it's, it's just life right now is not actually where you expect it to be. And you look at this as actually there's this kind of maybe death or maybe there's, there's, um, yeah, a valley that's just hopeless. And the funny thing is that we, sometimes there's things in our lives that can even have died in childhood or have died in, in kind of experiences years ago. And as I said, that lens or that perspective can start to face us and, and can start to affect everything that we look at because we're kind of carrying around the valley of dry bones with us everywhere we go. And we kind of look at the world around us through this perspective. And this becomes the new normal because we've lived so long with it. And I don't know about you, but when you live with something for a very long time, you just get accustomed to it and it just becomes that's how it is. 
Right? How many of you could agree to that? Good or bad, when we live with something long enough, we just kind of come to expect that that's how it is. And we, we stop thinking of it as, as not being good anymore or, or being not a very helpful thing. And I think, like Israel, our hope can be gone and we can feel like this sense of we are cut off. There's th- this bit of me will just never live and so I'm okay, I'm okay with that. But then the Lord said to Ezekiel, he asked, can these bones live? In other words, can I bring to life what seems dead? Can I restore? Can I, can I, um, am I bigger than the problems, than the situation? Then am I, am I bigger than the death? Am I bigger than that? And again, we can look at our, our life and our situations and we can look at what we're going through right now and we think, actually, that's, that's just huge. It's, it's, it's just beyond hope. And yet, Jesus challenges us, can these bones live again? Can the dreams come back to life? Can I restore? Can I bring you back to a place where you're walking in fulfillment of what my plan is? Breakthrough begins, we have this change of perspective. And again, when we start talking about contending for breakthrough, um, I, I think we need to have an understanding of what we're breaking through from, right? Um, it starts with this understanding that actually I'm no longer happy with a valley of dry bones in my life. I want to see life come. I want to see breakthrough come. And it, this change of perspective begins with an understanding of God's will for our lives. Because it, Ezekiel said, O oh, sovereign Lord, this was a very wise answer. When he, and God said, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said in response, O oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. You, you are the only one who really knows if this is possible. And I think when we look at kind of the deep issues of our hearts or of our lives, sometimes we think, is it possible for anything good to come of this in me? Is it possible that God could restore me and and, and do new life, provide new life in me? What does God say about your life and about the things you're facing? Ultimately, this is the perspective, I think, when we start looking at breakthroughs, what does God say just over the valley of dry bones. What was God's plan? What was his will? The same thing as what is his word for us? What word does he declare in your life for your situation? What are his promises to you? Can I just go through a few things that just to encourage us? We do see these things in scripture. One is he, be, he says, behold, I, I'm making all things new in Revelation 21.5. Everything that we face, all the things that have, have died from our past and maybe things that maybe are, are dead in us. You know, he says, behold, I make all things new. I'm God of, of, the, rest, of the restoration. In Jeremiah 29, 11, many of you know this passage of scripture by heart. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Spoken over Israel, but just as much spoken over us in Jesus. He's come to heal the brokenhearted. He's come to set the captives free. He, he came to make a way that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, right? Those dry bones in your life, I, I've come that you may have life, that you could step into life, that you could step into the wholeness that I have for you. Jesus came to the earth so that we would have everything we need to fulfill his plan for us. He gave us his spirit to comfort and to empower and to lead isn't this an amazing thing is that when we're on this planet, when God 
brought us into this world. He didn't just leave us for us to kind of figure it out, but he sent his son to die on the cross and to rise again and to offer everything that we need to live, not just barely getting by, but to live life. That the dry bones in us would come to life. That his spirit would breathe in us something that we might think is impossible to ever live again. The Bible says that Jesus stands right now as the great high priest, ever living to intercede in our behalf, but also saying, you know what, every time we, we come to this place of need, every time we come to a place where we need breakthrough, he's there contending for us, right? And again, if, if God is on our side, if, if Jesus is contending for us for those breakthroughs, who can stand against that? He conquered sin and death. He took back every power from the enemy. He is in a position where nothing has a hold over God. Okay, And I think perspective, again, going back to this understanding that with God, there's no tug of war. There, there's nothing that's, uh, that's coming against God that, that he is like, whoa, that's, that's, good, that's really big. God is in a position that is above everything. Anything that the enemy could throw at our lives, any kind of death or any kind of situation that we would think this is really dry bones. This is not just dead, it's really dead. This is really beyond hope. We are cut off. This is really difficult. God is the God of creation. He's the God of the universe. And he, he's took, he took back everything the enemy has stole from us. And he now says, you know what, it's yours. Through Jesus. It, it's completely yours. It's, it, everything you could possibly um, imagine is, is yours through Jesus. God is on our side. But again, it, it, this, this question of contending for breakthrough or looking at our perspective. We can have everything, all the resources of God's kingdom in, to hand. But if we choose not to activate that, we're living... With the valley dry bones when there should be a vast army pursuing the will of God. Right? We're living with the valley of bones when there really should be a live army. And I think in us, uh, you know, it's, it's the same, there's a great story came across a number of years ago about a, a person who had received a check. Um, it, w- it was, I believe it was in America, it was for like a million dollars. Um, and it was an inheritance, but she couldn't read or write, and so she put it on a frame. She framed it and put it on the wall of her house. She lived in a kind of a very poor kind of estate, and uh, there was a visitor she had one day who came to her house, and uh, she, he noticed that there was this check on the wall in a frame, and he looked at it, and it was written out to her, and it was for a million dollars, and he thought, what on earth? You've got a check for a million dollars, and you're living like this. But she had no idea what she had. And I think for you and I, we, we have the God of the universe who stepped down into our world, into our existence, and has, through Jesus, through that offering, has given us everything we need to live life and live it to the full. We, he's given us everything, and yet we could look at it just like this check on the wall and say, well, I don't know how to cash it. I don't even know what it says. And so I'm going to choose to live in this way when God says, I've given you all the resources to live in this way. As my kids, as, as my children, that you would walk in new life and you would walk into the hope and the purpose that I have for you. But you've got to cash the check. 
you've got to walk from the place of, of, of that's just what God has done. And I, okay, I, I know it in my head, but I'm now going to apply it to my heart. I'm going to persevere and I'm going to push through. And I'm going to contend for that breakthrough to happen in me. The answer to the question, can these bones live in us? The answer to that is yes. Right? Ezekiel says, only you, Lord, know. But the reality is, yes, it is. Yes, God can breathe life into us. The change of perspective leads to breakthrough when we first take hold of God's words and promises and apply them to our lives. We cash the check. Right? God can say all sorts of things to you. He, he, and he has in his word. He, he, he's laid it all out. But we have to take hold of his word and promises and say, you know what, God, if that's what you've said about my situation, about what I'm going through, then I'm going to apply that to my life. I'm going to apply that to where I'm at. Ezekiel was told to prophesy life to the bones. It's not enough to just know to know, to have it in our knowledge, we need to stand on it, right? We need to declare it. We need to contend for it. We need to prophesy life and pray for it. No longer uh, is hopelessness our lot in life, but God has made a way for us to walk into new life, to walk into His hope and His His freedom and His forgiveness. We need to put His word into action, and it's important, I think, as believers, as 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 we walk in this in this life. What does God say about your situation? What does God say about the things that you think right now are dead in you? God says, I've got plans for you. I've got a hope and I've got a future. I've got, I've got so many things that I want of your life. But you need to walk into the place of new life in order for that to happen. You need to allow me to come by my spirit and breathe upon you. What was the result? What's the fulfillment, even this passage? A vast army stood on their feet, ready to fulfill their destiny again. And again, we, things may have died in our lives through no fault of our own. Things may have happened to us or around us. And maybe the hopes and dreams when you set off as a kid, I don't know about you, but when you're a, a child, you, you, you shoot for the stars, don't you? You've got big dreams. I wanted to be a refuse collector. I wanted to be a binman. Um, I don't know why, but I wanted, I thought they drove a cool truck and I, I, I dreamt I for the stars. And then I wanted to be a lorry driver um, because I thought it was really cool. They drove these massive trucks and I thought that was where it was at. And then I wanted to be an American football player. Um, I kept dreaming for the stars, right? Um, and then somewhere along the line, I wanted to be an accountant. Uh, that's where I, I probably, I started to lower the sights a bit. I think when I was about 17 years old, I thought I was contemplating going to be an accountant. So um, the point being is that as children, you don't have any restrictions on the dream, do you? No logic says that's not going to be okay. Um, you... you when you hear kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? They, they, they'll say everything, right? They want to be a doctor. They want to be astronaut. They want to, you know, be like their dad or their mom or, or whatever it is. But life has a funny way of knocking dreams out of our lives, don't they? We, we have situations. We go through life. We, we hit barriers and, and suddenly we, we start to bring it down a notch to a point that maybe the dreams or the plans or purposes God 
put deep inside of your heart starts to die because of other things that have happened. And that vast army that was meant to kind of fulfill a mandate is now dead in a valley. God wants to breathe life so that actually until you die, we can walk at this point with new fulfillment. When that army came to life, they, they now were readied to continue on with that journey that God had for them. And you know, you might have this time gap between when God first deposited something in your life until now, but you know what? God is able, when we say, God, I want to contend for what you've said, what you've spoken, what you want to do in my life. I, I want to stand upon your promises that this won't have a hold on my life anymore. I believe we, we align ourselves and God breathes life and we become uh, the fulfillment of God's dream for us. From that point forward... So no longer are we living in the valley of dry bones, never fulfilling our destiny, but actually we, we step into new life. What would you be capable of doing in God's kingdom if these areas of our lives that maybe are dead or hopeless were brought back to life? What would you be capable of doing in God's kingdom? If the things that are holding you back are brought back to life. You see, that's what we need to contend for. What could it, what could I be capable of if the things that are right now in me holding me back, God breathes life into? You know, God has great things in store for our future. He's, He's provided us this check this way out this this life but he said i but i need you to now prophesy you see the lord didn't prophesy ezekiel prophesied you see it isn't about someone else doing it it's we prophesy the life god says i i've given you the promise i've given you the spirit now you need to use it you need to activate it you need to move in it and in this process god comes and when we start to use his word and when you start to apply his word, it says the four, the, the winds from the four, the four corners came and started to move and bring life into this army. God isn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about the things he's put in your heart. And maybe right now you think, you know what? I've lived so long like this. I don't know what a dream could be like. I've just accepted what is. You know what? God wants to change that. Just imagine. If there was no illness, just imagine if there was no heartbreak. Just imagine if the things right now that you think, actually, I can't go on because of this, if that was taken away. That's what we're contending for. That's what we're believing for, that God would do something in us that only God could do. That he would breathe into this valley of dry bones in our lives and that we would see something awesome happen. I believe even as a church that as we commit ourselves to pray and seek after him, that God wants to just breathe upon us in a way that only his spirit can do, that lives are transformed and changed. No medical team could have put those bones back together, right? It was beyond what a medical team could do. You know, that's, what, that's the level that God works at. If you think right now you're at the place that's beyond hope, where you're cut off, that's the realm that God works. Right? That's the realm where God is moving the best. 
When you've got the bones disconnected, you've got everything spewed out all over the place. That's when God can intervene the most. But it's us prophesying, it's us saying, declaring, it's us standing upon the truth of God's word and saying, you know what, you've said it, God, and even though right now I've lived my whole life like this, I contend and I believe that you can do something different in me. I want to fulfill my destiny this way forward. I don't want to live my future based upon my past. Right? But I want to live my future based upon your word and upon your spirit working in me and through me. I want to pray for us just as we close and we're going to take communion as, as, a, as a kind of a, a reflection to this and a response to this because in the death and resurrection of Jesus everything was made possible. Healing was provided. Restoration was there. Authority has been given. You know, everything, as we look at this, we see everything has been made possible for the dry bones in our lives to come to life. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we can rise from the dead when we put our hope in Him. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.